So I was a seminarian uh, many years ago uh, at Mundelein Seminary. Uh, one of the things that they would do for us, and they still do, I think, I think they do, after your second year, uh, at the end of your, your, your second semester of your second year, you are sent to a parish to live for three months and to work in a parish, which is good, good stuff. And, and so back then, my, uh, it's called your uh, pastoral quarter. My pastoral quarter was at St. Rita in Aurora with, uh, with uh, Father Bob Willite. And, and so I was there, and he, was, uh, he kept me pretty busy, and he even let me do some things that typically weren't uh, allowed. And that is, he, he let me preach. He wanted me to preach. He wanted me to get up in front of people and start, start to learn how to put some thoughts together that make sense, and hopefully. And so I, I got up there one day for a daily mass. It was he and I, a daily mass. Uh, and, and I was preaching, if you want to call it that. Because I hadn't really prepared too well, and I kind of lost my place. I hadn't written anything out. And... I started meandering, trying to figure out where I was supposed to be going, or how, how do I get back to my point? And I just, or I'll just keep talking until I figure it out. And it's like 20 minutes, this is like 20 minute daily mass time. Like, you know, I can't believe the people didn't just rise up and, and stone me there on the spot. And, and so I'm trying to get to the end of this thing and trying to figure out what to say. And then all of a sudden I notice that in the back, in the, in the, the doors in the back, uh, in walks uh, the bishop. So Bishop O'Neill walked in. You guys remember Bishop O'Neill? He was, you know, many years ago. He was before Bishop Dorn. And so Bishop O'Neill walks in, and he sits in the back row. Plops himself right down there, and he's like listening to me with this dreadful thing. And, and I finally, I remembered what I wanted to say, and so I, I grabbed that thread, and I tried to, tried to, 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 uh, to conclude it, and, you know, and afterwards, uh, after, you know, I was, uh, was leaving the church and he and Monsieur Wilhite were, that's why he had come. He came for a meeting with the, with the pastor and, and I saw, and saw Bishop when he went over and said hi to him. I said, Bishop, uh, what'd you think of my homily? <laughs> and, he, and he said, Danny, you got to learn how to land the plane. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out, you know. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. Um, but you know, back then I was just so nervous, and you know, I, it was really, it was hard. You get up and you do things, something new and different. You're uncomfortable. You're embarrassed. You're you're out of sorts, and you know, you find eventually you just you keep doing what the Lord's calling you to do. And it, and it, I you know started to put some skills together a little bit. And still, it's still a problem though. Uh, this is so funny. Uh, we had our first communion mass recently with all the little kids, and I preached uh, the Mass. And, you know, Father Gunnell and Father Claytor were concelebrating with me. And uh, it was kind of a long homily. And uh, after, after Mass, I went up to Father Claytor. I said, uh, uh, what'd you think of my homily? And he goes, which one? <laughs> He's like, the first one, the second, maybe the third one? That was okay. <laughs> So, you know, it's always, it's, always, it's, it's always ongoing work, isn't it, with the Lord? He's always got us doing stuff um, that might be a little bit difficult or perplexing to us. And, you know, I think of this gospel today with these three guys. Uh, you know, the, the master uh, gives them some, some gifts, and they're supposed to go out and use them. And one guy does, and, you know, it's five, he makes another five, you know, 
One guy two, he makes another two. The other guy one, this third guy, boy, that's rough. Just take it and you bury it. Well, why did, here's the, here's the question, why did he do that? It says he was afraid. He buried it because he was afraid. Yeah. The, the master gave him a gift and he was afraid to use it and he lost it. You know, if, if, if we put ourselves in the, in, the, uh, in the shoes of the people who heard Jesus talk about this, you know, Jesus talked about talents. Immediately, if I'm a Jew listening to Jesus talk back then, I would have thought of one thing. All right? A talent, monetarily speaking, is about 50 pounds of gold. Imagine that. One talent, 50 pounds of gold. So the guy who got five, 250 pounds of gold. This is, a, this is outrageous how much this is. How much God gives. How much the Master gives. And the only thing that's keeping us from, from reaping the fruit is fear. And what the, what the Jew would have thought of is the temple. The kavod in the temple was the mercy seat. It was the heaviest thing in the temple. It was the biggest piece of gold. And when they heard like, this massive amount of gold being given to these people, they would have thought, nothing heavier, nothing weightier. The greatest thing is, is the kavod, God's mercy, His love. It's the heaviest glory that could be imagined for them and for us. It's all gift, it's given, and when we use it, it, it isn't fractional, it's geometric, it, it multiplies, doubling. It works that way forward, it also works that way in reverse. You hide it, you lose all of it. Spiritual physics, the more you get, the more you, the more you give, the more you get, the more, the less you give, uh, the more you lose. Now here's the question. And I'm talking about preaching and how fearful I was of that, making a mistake. And, and even now, uh, there, are, there are times when I get up and I'm like, man, this homily's going to be a real dog, you know? It's, gonna, it's terrible. And I, I, sometimes I just say, Lord, what are, you, what are you doing with me? But I get up and I do it because it isn't me, it's the Lord. And, and the Lord is going to take what I give because I'm giving it out of my love for him and you, and he's gonna make it, he's gonna make it do something. It's all him. And there are lots of things that happen in my life, your life, that we're fearful of. Here's, is there anything right now in your life that you're afraid to do, that the Lord has asked you to do? And the answer to that question is probably yes. The Lord is always asking us to do something. And, we're, and oftentimes we're afraid of what that means for us. I'm embarrassed. I don't want to. It's going to change my life. I don't have, you know, we've got excuses. But the Lord is giving us a gift. What is he giving? The mercy, uh, the glory, the weight, uh, his love, 
Bonaventure, one of my favorite quotes, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, but here it is. Um, when God gave to us Jesus, he gave to us not pennies, but a person, not a slave, but a son. And in giving us his son, he gave to us all that he was, all that he could, and all that he had. God isn't going to give you anything else that he's already, he's already given it to you. He's giving you the best. There's nothing more that God can give you that he hasn't already given you, and what he gave you is the best. For God so loved the world, he gave us his only son. He's given us love incarnate in the flesh, and he's giving it to us in this mass, in the sacraments, in our faith. He's, he's pouring the life of Christ into us. And what does he ask? Give it away. Do it. I know you're afraid. I know you're embarrassed. I know you don't want to. But you are on for it. We live in perilous times, and the world needs a witness of, of the Prince of Peace, of love, of mercy, and it's yours to do. So what is it? I asked you a question. Is there anything in your life that you're afraid to do that the Lord has asked you to do? What is it? Has the Lord asked you to pray with your spouse? Yes. Have you done it? Why? Because you're afraid. Because you're embarrassed. Prayer is intimate language. And to share that intimacy sometimes is almost too much. But we are on to share the love of Christ with those that the Lord has given to us in our life with whom to share it. Your, your spouse, your kids, your family, your friends. You need to pray. Maybe it's something else too. Maybe he wants you to be a little bit more prudential with, you, with, your, with your money, your possessions but those that work at the service of the kingdom. Maybe he wants you to clean up your act a little bit so you can be a more effective disciple, so out of God's love to maybe stop listening to or watching certain things. Maybe spending less time wasting on those certain things. Maybe he wants us to have more kids. We're afraid of that. What does that mean? Well, the Lord knows, and he's not going to ask you to do anything that's going to hurt you. We've got to overcome our fear and surrender to, to the divine will, his providence, and his love, and let him have his way with us. And the more we do that, the more we realize, the more he's given to us. Pope Benedict XVI said, when we give Jesus something, we are afraid that we will lose something. And he says, and that's not true. The more... The more we give, the more we get. See, when we give Jesus something, we lose nothing because he is everything and he gives us himself. So don't be afraid. I know you're afraid. I'm afraid. We live in perilous times. I... Uh, the Lord has put something on my heart the last few months. He's asked me to pray over my staff in the office over there every day. So when I get to the office, he says, before you go to your office, you go to their office, and you stand there, and you put your hands on their head, and you bless them. For 10 seconds, just pray over them. And I didn't want to do it. You know why? I was afraid. They're going to think I'm crazy. 
their, their pastor has, you know, he's lost it. And I was embarrassed to go to my staff and, and pray over them and to bless them. I was being stingy with God's gifts because I was, I was afraid. See, it happens to all of us. We're all in it together. So don't be afraid. Because if you're afraid, the person you know, who's supposed to be helping you is probably afraid. So witness. With them perilous times. No time to lose. The world needs us. So I started doing it last week. It was only a few, a few weeks late. So <laughs> going to their, their, uh, their office and praying over. Maria over there, she says, Monsieur, you prayed over me? I had a great day. Thank you. But it's all the Lord. He's blessing people through us. So don't be stingy. Don't be afraid. Be bold. Here I am, all these years later, I'm still trying to land the plane. <laughs> and here we all are, just trying to do what the Lord is asking, so that we can hear those great words, oh, come good and faithful servant, share your master's joy.